The postponement of the 2020 Olympic season was heartbreaking for many, but for our guest today, the transition to a potential 2021 Olympic season gave her just the crutch she needed. Listen to hear about how the career of one UNC student athlete was restored when she needed it the most. Hi, welcome to Bench. This is Jules Mikia, your host with our special guest, Jill Shippey. As many of you may know, Jill is also a part of Uncut. She is the co-founder and chief marketing officer. While she's not doing Uncut, she is killing it on the track and field team. Jill is an ACC champion and ACC record holder and placed six two years ago when she was on the U20 national team. Yeah, thanks, Jules. Um, happy to be on here. I haven't actually gotten on the podcast yet, but I know I'm super excited. It's so funny whenever someone says, oh, what sport do you play? I say I'm on the track and field team, but the field team, because um, nobody really knows what goes on outside of the track. But um, yeah, so I do the hammer throw. It's my specialty. Uh, it's basically a four kilogram, so about eight pound um, ball at the end of this uh, three foot wire and has a handle at the end and you basically spin around three to four times and try to land it in the sector in front of you and the furthest person uh, wins. And that's kind of what we're planning to talk about today. Jill has some Olympic goals, which obviously have been delayed due to the pandemic and the Olympics being postponed until this upcoming summer, which in some ways have worked to, to Jill's favor because she did suffer a career ending in, or a season end, excuse me, season ending injury. Yeah. So it's been, the past year has been far from normal. Um, but yeah, so last summer um, I was competing out in Italy. And then when I got back, I was just doing some uh, like postseason um, training in the weight room and stuff. And I had done a squat and I think this was the time that it happened, but um, I remember feeling something super tight, didn't really feel great, stopped doing it. And then um, my few workouts after that and through the fall, just kind of like this nagging like tightness in my leg and um, didn't think much about it. I mean, athletes where, you know, Jules were always sore, we're always in pain. So just kind of went with it. And then it really started to build up in December. And then in January, it was our second meet of the season. And we were getting off the bus at Virginia Tech, doing a pre-meet warmup and my hamstring just really locked up. And so I went to our athletic trainer and I said, something's not right. Long story short, went to the doctor the following week and I had a pretty tough tear in my hamstring. Um, and then later found out that I also had a tear in my groin. So I ended up having PRP, which is an injection of basically healing agents to mend the muscle back together. Uh, so that was about a five month process between the two injections and the rehab. When you found out about this injury, I'm sure the first thing that really crossed your mind was, oh my gosh, this summer, it's the Olympics. Yeah. And it was the worst year for it to happen too. I was, um, I was feeling really great. I was coming off a great fall training and I was looking forward to the season and then boom, literally the second meet um, happened. But yeah, so I was very nervous about the Olympic trials and not being ready for that because I knew it would be kind of a long road of recovery. And I had a lot of meeting with my coaches and a lot of meeting with um, our athletic trainers and they just kind of said, you know, you have to pick which one you want. So you can either push through it and be healthy for the college season, or you can take the college season off redshirt and be healthy for the trials. And um, we all agreed that it would be best for myself and the team to um, kind of take this year off, this past year off and kind of focus my efforts in future years to be healthy when it would matter the most. So a lot of emotions, but um, happy that kind of things worked out in my favor, like you said. Even if you were able to, you know, see a physical therapist, I'm sure it wasn't the same experience. How did you kind of get through this on your own too. You didn't have your teammates next to you the whole way. Um, I know it's already tough to deal with an injury, but to really be kind of separated, 
How'd you keep yourself motivated? And honestly, how'd you get through your PT? Yeah, it was definitely long. Like I said, I think it was five, like five, almost five months in total, the whole thing from January to like May-ish. So um, yeah, I started out on campus by the beginning of March. I was kind of allowed to move around and do stuff. Lots of time in the underwater treadmill. I never want to have to see that thing again. Definitely the hardest part was when we got kind of booted off campus and had to go home. We didn't have the underwater treadmill. We didn't have all of the resources that we had at school. So um, lots of makeshift workouts using um, like milk carton handles and putting backpacks with uh, textbooks on your back. Um, it was definitely tough not having your teammates around because that's kind of what you looked forward to is like going to the training room every day and having to sit through two, three hours of rehab and PT. But you know that like your tra- your teammates are coming in and out, like kind of supporting you. Like, And some of my teammates would even, like my roommates would come and do exercises with me. So what were your thoughts thoughts when the Olympics were postponed did were you was it a sigh of relief how did you feel for your friends for teammates it was very complicated so I mean the NCAA season we just kind of got the rug just got pulled out from under us we just cut short um didn't really have any expectation of it but then as we were moving closer to like everything getting shut down people were saying oh the Olympics are this year like what's gonna happen and I remember it's like my friends would ask me about it. I'm like, no, like it's happening. Like, like no, like no way the Olympics are going to get postponed. Like they've never done that before. And uh, so it was like kind of this like up in the air, like a lot of professional athletes, especially were speaking out saying we want to train, like we want to play. But then the other ones are saying there's no training resources. We're not going to be in our best condition. Like this is hard. So personally, um, it was very relieving to know that I would have more time to prepare because I was very nervous training um, and going into that, not having having that five months that I was doing that I was just doing PT I wasn't even allowed to touch a hammer or even go in the weight room but I did feel very bad for especially I know a bunch of post-collegiate athletes and I trained with a bunch of them here actually and they were saying that well that's their dream is to make the Olympic team and all of a sudden it gets canceled and they have to kind of put their life on hold for another year because as track and field athletes I know this is a common issue with a lot of the non-revenue generating sports is that they kind of fund their way, their families, they work, like they work full-time jobs in their training. Like they're not like basketball, football players, track and field athletes, they like, you have to love it to do it because there's no money. And um, so that's where I really felt bad for the post-collegiate athletes and the aspiring professionals was because they had to sort of rework their whole plan. So they had to (laughs) go live somewhere else for a whole nother year and try to um, scrape together some resources so they could just train and make that dream um, possible. And uh, so that's where my heart went out to those kids. And I mean, luckily, college athletes, we are kind of in this system of four years and we are kind of safe in our college campuses. So personally didn't affect me too much, but I did really feel bad for those post-collegiate athletes. When when everything went down, I was thinking about, you know, what about the athletes that this is kind of their last year of competition too. Um, and I think Megan Rapinoe was one of the athletes that spoke about it because she's like, you know, I'm getting older. Will I even make the team next year? You, you know, a lot of people plan careers, you know, to end on a World Cup or to end on a Olympics, you know, at least soccer, you know, a lot of them retire right after. So like, it's just especially too when literally your whole life is planned around this event, and then it's postponed a year. It's just like your clock is ticking. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's I just can't even imagine. Yeah, Um, now now there's a lot of discussion about if next year is going to be postponed and everyone's like freaking out. But yeah, well, this question is directly from one of your teammates. She described you as being a wonderful role, role model and saying that your success really uplifts the entire team. 
So she asked, Madeline, obviously, asked, how do you excel and achieve so much individual success and pursue your individual goals while also being an integral part and leader of the UNC track and field team? The track team is so complicated. I know you can kind of attest to this as well. Rowing is similar, but um, we are a very large team. So there's so many moving parts and there's so many people with so many different roles and um, kind of unifying all of that is a very difficult task, but we take pride in our personal success kind of celebrating our personal success also celebrates the team's success so we um with our personal accomplishments we can kind of uplift the team and and um kind of inspire those around us because while we don't get to compete together on a field we get to support each other and um and that kind of like brings really good vibes and uh and i love that i'm able to support my teammates at meets and in practice and i get to see the kids run around the track and i'm in the middle and just like cheering there but um it's definitely very different in our sport as opposed to like a team sport like soccer where you're all in the field together but i think the biggest part is kind of setting the tone early so the freshmen and the transfers coming in and kind of showing them that we have this positive environment where well you might be competing alone you're never alone and you have those those teammates behind you and those teammates on the other side of the fence while you're racing like cheering for you and um and that's kind of been my goal is to make all of the freshmen and all of the incoming kids feel welcomed and feel positive about their experience at Carolina so that they in turn can um, kind of uplift those incoming freshmen when they're seniors and they're in our position. Okay, well, last question. What is the rest of the year like looking for you in regards to preparation and what advice do you have to your teammates and other athletes during this kind of transition year? Yeah, it's definitely tough. Um, I know we talk about it all the time on our team is, well, we have an indoor season coming up in January and with the way things are looking, is that gonna happen? So a lot of what we tell the other kids on our team, especially the younger kids who haven't even had a college season yet, um, is that everything you do every day is a vote for or against what your season's gonna be. So if you aren't um, doing what you're supposed to be doing, if you're not training, if you're not doing the things that you need to do to be successful later on, um, you're voting against a season and you just truly don't want it to happen. So you need to spend every day like nothing's gonna change and just kind of continue on that grind and continue on that track that you're um, on towards your towards your goals and towards success so that when it does come and it's not like this big question, but pretend like it is it's happening it's coming so that you can be successful when the time matters yeah well thank you so much jill for joining us today and thank you everyone for listening to benched with me your host jules mckia and our guest jill shippey